What's up, everybody? It's Gavin back with the Barbell Effect podcast. We got Katie and Zach here. And today we're going to be doing a part two of the Q&A episode. We we got really into the first few questions and we couldn't keep it under our allotted time. So we're we're splitting this one into two. All right, next question, and this one's going to be mostly for Zach because he's going to have the biggest knowledge-based base when it comes to this. Uh, is car- the carnivore diet healthy or a good way to lose weight? I'll start off with the second one um, because in a way it can be a good way to lose weight, but there is nuance to it, and that is it's simply be a good way to lose weight because you are cutting out essentially carbohydrates. I know a lot of people who say carnivores, they eat a lot of fruit, um, but typically they cut out grains in that case, um, which means you're cutting out a lot of carbohydrates, which means you are not going to be holding as much muscle glycogen. And then you're also not going to be holding as much water. So you're going to lose weight by stopping to have by stopping eating those foods. And probably if you are going from your normal eating pattern, that probably isn't good. And that's why you're considering going to the carnivore. You're cutting out all the other highly processed, high calorie foods that you're eating, which is then reducing your calorie intake, leading to then weight loss. But it is not sustainable for a lot of people because you are cutting out a significant amount of foods and probably ones that you enjoy eating and want to probably eat again. Um, so eventually you might get sick of it and then just feel like like cheat and uh, kind of start binging on those foods and then going back to your old eating patterns and gaining the same amount or possibly more weight back from binging. So Technically, it can be a good way to lose weight initially, but it's not a good long-term solution. And that goes back into um, the first part of the question is, is it healthy? I would say it's not healthy. Um, There are a lot of animal-based products, um, like organs are typically, um, they have a lot of nutrients in them. Liver is a very nutrient-dense food, but let's be honest, most people aren't going to want to eat liver, um, like consistently. Um, plus again, you're just cutting out a significant number of other foods, namely fruits and vegetables. Some people eat a lot of fruits with it. Um, but you're cutting out vegetables again. And so you're losing a significant part of, um, nutrient of fiber. You're losing those additional vitamins and minerals from the fruits and vegetables and even the whole grains as well. Um, So you're increasing your risk of deficiencies. And technically, if you do everything right, you probably could get a lot of nutrients and prevent deficiencies through supplementation and eating a carnivore diet. But again, it's just not sustainable long term. Um, Typically, it's going to be high in saturated fat. So you're increasing your intake of the unhealthy fats um, that may lead to an increased risk of cardiovascular disease, cancer, um, and other chronic diseases. Um, and, uh, along with the cutting out 
fruits and vegetables for the most part. You're also missing out on the phytochemicals or phytonutrients, which are additional nutrients that are in plant products that typically have antioxidant uh, capabilities um, or functions. They are you. They can be cancer protective uh, or anti-cancer against um, cancer. Yeah, that's anti-cancer. Yeah, <laughs> anti-cancer. I, I was cancer. trying to think. Of, I was trying to think of a way to protective against cancer is what I was yes. trying to say. Yes. Um, uh, heart health benefits, um, protective against cardiovascular disease. Um, so again, by cutting out on your plant intakes, you're missing out on those additional phytonutrients. Um, and then as far as the keto diet, which um can be somewhat similar to the carnivore diet. Um, there's been, um, again, the risk of deficiency, plus you can be at an increased risk of, I think it's kidney stones and, uh, hepatosteatosis, which is essentially fatty liver, which again is not good or it's not good. It's a disease. Um, so long-term it's just not one sustainable for most people. And two, it's just not really the healthiest option long-term, um, so if your main question of should I do this because I've seen it's online, um, a lot of people saying that it's healthy and all these other things are bad, they're typically trying to sell you <laughs> probably supplements or they have some kind of kickback from trying to say that or they're just trying to be, um, what's um, what's the word, like anti um they're trying to go against like the man, I guess is the way to say it. Um, and what most research says. <laughs> um, and like, they're uh, trying to have some kind of not magic thing, but just the thing that's different that, you know, yeah. so they can become popular essentially. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what it is in most cases. Um, and then of course you'll have some people who are then following those people and then share it because they're just doing it. And that's what they're thinking is right because they're seeing these other people saying it. Um, so it's, if your main goal is to just be healthy and lose weight, you don't need to do some kind of super restrictive diet to do so. It's just a matter of figuring out your current eating habits, your current exercise habits, and kind of starting to dial in, be more mindful, focus on what you're eating, um, focus on kind of when you're eating can be helpful having set meal times throughout the day. And you don't need to do these special diets or take all these supplements to be healthy or lose weight. Um, and if you are interested in kind of dialing in your nutrition a little bit more um, in a healthy way that doesn't involve going on following these restrictive diets, feel free to hit me up. Um, I am a I have a master's degree in nutrition, and I have I'm a dietitian at a hospital, and uh, hopefully this week, I will actually be a registered dietitian after I take the Ooh. exam. Yay. <laughs> um, also too, with uh, diets like this, and Zach, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but just from what I have seen and read, um, that if you do something like keto and you actually get really into it and then find out a little while down the road that it's not sustainable for you, most people then actually kind of go the opposite direction and they end up gaining some of that weight back just because they're reintroducing 
the something that they've cut out for so long. And I feel like that that's how it goes with a lot of diets that cut out like whole macronutrients or food groups is like when you start adding it back in, you kind of, you end up just kind of putting yourself back to the beginning or maybe even worse off than if you would have just sustainably learned how to fit um, specific eating habits into your current lifestyle to achieve a certain either fat loss or muscle gaining goal, essentially. Yeah. So um, I kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, It's typically, it's what usually happens is, um, so say you can do keto, carnivore, whatever, short term, and then reintroduce the other foods, but it's best to, most people typically don't know what they're doing and they just kind of go back to their prior eating habits. That's where working with a dietitian can be helpful to kind of start do it the right way without going overboard um, is to um, say with keto or the carnivore where you cut out the whole grains and a significant amount of carbohydrates. Um, Like I said, when you initially cut those out, you lose a lot of weight because you're not having that glycogen and the water storage that you were previously having. So that's the weight you're losing. When you add those back in, you're going to be storing more glycogen and more water. And so you're going to gain a little bit of weight initially um, adding it back in. It's not fat at all. It's going to be that glycogen and water most likely. Um, But the issue where people then can end up worse off from where they started at is when they start um, binge eating and they have that negative feeling where they uh, get into that uh, binging cycle where they binge and then they feel bad and then they cut back and then they binge. And over time, they're just in a net heavy surplus from the binging. And so they're just gaining a ton of weight. Um, And especially if they've been dieting for a long time, they can uh, have some hormonal changes with um, leptin and ghrelin, which are the hunger and satiety hormones. Ghrelin basically makes you feel hungry. Leptin tells your brain, hey, I'm feeling full, um, essentially. And as you're dieting, and you're in that super restrictive state for a long time, those levels can, those hormone levels can become abnormal. So where it's seen a lot of times in bodybuilders kind of after prep, because they have kind of the same effect, um, where they just keep eating and eating because those hormones are, um, abnormal from where they would be at like a healthy weight and eating enough regularly, um, to where they, their brain saying, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, but they don't have that uh, satiety hormone to say, okay, I'm full now. Let's cut back a little bit. I'm full now. We can stop eating. Um, So you just keep eating. And then that also, like I said, psychological part of it, where maybe you have those negative feelings and then you um, use food to kind of combat those negative feelings. You just end up eating a lot and eating a lot and you might end up at a heavier weight than you initially were. Yeah, I think that was really well said because I think that that is what I've really, that was kind of a a good explanation of some of the things that I have read or seen about, you know, coming off of specific diets like that. So the moral of the story is (laughs) no, (laughs) don't do the kind of carnivore diet. (laughs) There's many other like way better options than to resort to that. Absolutely. Anything else? I guess if you want to try it, go for it. I would just advise against it and try going for a healthier route. 
Well said. All right, last one. Last but not least of our Q&A episode. What is a good pre-workout meal? And we can go a lot of different places with this. It depends. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> it really depends. Um, and it's going to depend on your activity that you're doing, what you like to eat, how much time you have, you know, what time of the day it is, so on and so forth. Zach, I know you want yeah, to I'm jump gonna, in there. Go ahead. I'm going to focus more so on weight training kind of. Um, and uh, so before your workout, you want to have a good source of carbohydrates to then fuel that workout um, because that's mainly going to be the main source of energy for that workout. Um, so like just kind of as a broad statement, a good idea is to have a full meal of protein, fat, carbohydrate, a nice well-rounded meal, um, uh, like maybe two to four hours, one to four hours prior to your workout. Um, and that will be a good starting point. You're getting the nutrients that you need to then support that workout. Um, and you're giving enough time to get that digestion going where you're not going to have like a full stomach and kind of feel sick during the workout. And then you're getting the benefits of the nutrients that you just ate prior to the workout. If you are eating, um, say it's been longer than that time period and you don't have a couple hours before your workout to eat a whole meal, let's say you're eating a meal like 30 minutes to an hour prior to that training session, um, I would honestly just recommend avoiding protein and avoiding fats and just going for a quick digesting carbohydrate. Um, a great idea is Rice Krispie Treats. I know that's a popular thing on social media, but it's popular for a reason, uh, eating just before the workout. Yeah, cereal, like just cereal bars in general um, are a great, quick, fast digesting uh pre-weightlifting snack. Um, but then also it does depend. Some people might feel perfectly fine eating a well-rounded meal shortly before their workout. You might not get the full benefit of having it digested before then. Um, but if you typically feel that works for you, you don't have any kind of um, stomach, gastrointestinal kind of symptoms, feeling like heavy or kind of sluggish, during your workout, there's no reason you can't eat a full meal before your workout. Um, I know sometimes, like I said earlier in the podcast, like I like donuts kind of when I'm trying to grow. Um, so sometimes I'll have my donut before I work out literally on the way to the gym. Um, I typically find that I start feeling the effects of the carbohydrate kind of towards the middle to the end of the workout, as opposed to the beginning of the workout. Um, when I have that, as opposed to eating something like a rice crispy treat before, right. When I'm at home, before going to the gym, I typically feel that like, I feel like, you know, when you get that like pump feeling where you kind of feel like your hands feel kind of warm and your veins are kind of popping out. Um, that's that feeling that I get after eating the carbohydrates. And I typically start feeling that on the first exercise, if I eat something like the rice crispy treat before the workout, um, but yeah, it depends. <laughs> um, but those are some good general ideas. Um, if you're eating 30 to 60 minutes, have some kind of quick digesting carbohydrate. Um, if you're eating a, like an hour to a few hours beforehand, maybe having a full well-rounded meal is a good idea. Um, and if we're talking full, like just a healthy nutritious option, 
um, something like a, um, like some fruit with like a Greek yogurt or something could be a good pre-workout meal. You're getting some carbohydrates, some fat, um, if like maybe like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, maybe like some kind of oatmeal and fruit, um, an apple and some kind of nut butter could be a good quick option. Um, even just like in the morning, if you're training fasted, you can tra- train fasted if you like it. You might just not be as strong in the morning because you don't have that full day's worth of energy um, and food from as if you were training at night. Um, so train fasted if you like to, but if you need something in your stomach, maybe have like a banana beforehand, just something quick to digest. Um, if you something have enough time. Is- I was going to say something I always like to give people because I dealt with those types of athletes a lot when I was in grad school, the types where you'd had, they'd had 6 a.m., 7 a.m. lifts, you know, so they'd get up at 6 or 545 and be at the gym at 6 a.m. They wouldn't eat anything. And I'd had to deal with a lot of people not only not performing well, but athletes wanting to pass out, so on and so forth. So what, what I always recommended to them, you know, if they didn't want to eat anything, I was they're like, I don't want to eat anything. It's too early for me to eat. I hate eating even in even a granola bar, even a bagel, even an apple, um, you know, the Greek yogurt, like you talked about, Zach. I always said, fine, you don't have to do any of that. But before you get there, grab a Gatorade, the regular Gatorade with the sugar mm-hmm. in it, and just chug that. Like anything that'll get some caloric value into quick digesting carbs. It's a liquid, so it'll be easily digested much faster than it would be if it mm-hmm. was a solid food. That's better than nothing. So if you are struggling lifting or working out or training in the morning, the liquids can be a really easy thing to get down if you hate eating in the morning and they're a quick way to just get those carbs in because they're easily digested. Yeah. The Gatorade's pretty good too. Cause then it has the electrolytes in it too. Yep. Um, another good liquid sugar option could be like a hundred percent fruit juice early in the morning before yep. also that could be a good idea also to have. I've, I mean, this doesn't just go for like pre lift, but if you ever struggle eating in the morning too, I've always brought this up with clients who just don't enjoy eating breakfast. Uh, but if you are someone who's going to do a morning lift, this could also be helpful um, just to make a quick smoothie that has some protein, or if you don't want to put protein powder, you could always add Greek yogurt and then obviously like milk or something, but the fruits in it too could really help give you that, those benefits before a workout. Now smoothies are a little bit heavier. So mm. if you don't want to drink a smoothie on the way to the gym, because you're going to feel sick to your stomach, you know, maybe do it while you're getting ready. Um, so that you have that little bit of time before you actually start your lift. Cause I can see that being heavier, but that could be another good option as well. Yeah. Real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, anything else on pre-workout meals? Mm-mm. No, I think that was good. Yeah, you just kind of got to feel out your body because like even Gavin and I are very different. Like I could eat not a whole meal right before I go, but I'm okay having like a couple smaller snacks where I feel like Gavin needs a little bit more time. I do, but I also like I'm fine getting up and going to work out, but I do need I I hate training fasted. I need to have something in me. So my preferred meal, if I have an hour. My preferred meal, I can do a bagel, a yogurt, um, and a banana. And that's perfect for me. Like, I won't feel like I want to throw up. I've noticed that if I have a lot of dairy, 
So if I had that like protein pancake or if I have a lot of fat, those are the two things that'll make me feel sick while I work out if I only wait like an hour or two. So I, if I just do the the low fat Greek yogurt that usually does fine and then a bagel with like cream cheese or honey um, and then the banana, that usually makes me feel pretty good throughout my workout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the same way. I got to have something. I like, honestly, I like feeling full yeah. before going to work out. <laughs> I don't know about full, but not empty we'll say that i get really <laughs> I, I like being full yeah <laughs> i don't like i need something as well um i will feel really shaky in my workout and like yeah like just shaky and jittery especially if i've also had any caffeine um so if you are somebody who likes to take pre-workout and you're also training on an empty stomach i mean if it works for you sure um, but for me personally, like I already get jittery. And then if I have caffeine on top of that empty stomach going to lift, I just, I don't like it. I like feeling strong and I feel like having something beforehand, at least something, not a full meal necessarily. Like I feel a lot stronger and it's almost like I'm probably not actually any stronger than if I didn't have anything, but it just kind of that mental aspect of it that you just feel mm-hmm. like you could push your, harder. Your perception of it is you feel yeah. like you're able to push more. Yeah. I feel you like. have something to fuel. Yeah. Oh. And um I think I kind of just want to touch on like intro workout too. Um even if you have like a work like food beforehand um and you have a workout that's longer than like an hour. Um I know sometimes if I have longer workouts, like I kind of start feeling that kind of shaky feeling kind of around that hour mark, maybe a little bit past. Um, it can be helpful to have um, just a little something on hand, maybe like a granola bar or something to eat. During Swedish the workout. fish. Um, yeah. I was, I was, kids. So I was going to get to that. I was just starting with a more nutritious option beforehand. Ah. <laughs> um, so like a granola bar could be a good option. Um, they make dextrose shape supplements. You could try that. I've never had that. Um, but I've seen people have dextrose shakes. Dextrose is just a pretty much a sugar that is again, cause it's a liquid and it's, a, um, just a quick digesting one. It could be good to have during the workout if you need a little something. And then yes, the sugary candy, like gummy candies are good. Like gummy bears, sour patch kids, um, sour worms, peach rings, um, those oh, are honestly my dreams. go-to sometimes if I do, I don't do it regularly, but every once in a while, I'll just be like, I feel like eating during my workout today. Gummy sharks. Yeah. Mm. I'm just thinking all the gummy foods now. Mm. I like the Swedish sour patch kids or the peach rings. Yeah, those are good. I think Swedish fish would be my first go-to, but then I don't know, like uh, gummy worms, sour gummy worms. That'd be a good one. Yeah, we I've have per- a lot of oh sorry. I was gonna say you. Oh, uh we just have a lot of sour strips and gummy bears on hand. With sour strips, yes. Mm-hmm. I yeah. found that and what yeah, what I was gonna say is that I found that personally the like the sour ones where they have like that sugary coating on them, they make me yeah. feel kind of sick. Kind of um, they make me yeah, feel sick when I eat like them heartburn. during a workout. Yeah, um, yeah, as opposed to like the Swedish fish is yep. I can eat an, I can eat a decent amount of those and feel fine during the workout. <laughs> I don't experience that. Hammered. I don't experience that, but that just goes to show that everybody's different. Like you could experience that, you could not. I get that too, Zach. With the and the, the sour mush. ones just make my mouth like raw. <laughs> oh really? I only yeah. get that with like hard candy. So if I have like a sucker mm-hmm. or um, 
like a lifesaver or something. Those make the mm-hmm. top of my mouth kind of raw, but the other mm-hmm. ones, not so much. My teeth will hurt though after <laughs> sour, sour candy after a while. Yeah. Yeah. Real. Real. <laughs> you guys, we got through our first Q&A. That was fun. I like that. That was really fun. Send more questions. Absolutely. I think we should, you know, for those who listen, just send us whatever questions you have. Um, If anything, you know, it'll give us topic ideas. But if we can do another, we'll we'll keep doing Q&As, you know, even like six questions like we had or five questions like we had today. I mean, that that filled filled an episode, possibly two episodes. Um, So Keep doing them. I I enjoyed it. I think it's an easy way for us to discuss things and not spend an entire half hour on it. So yeah, yeah. And also too, if we get, to, I would love for us to get to a point where we have too many questions for just one episode, so we could always split them into two, or um, just use it like when we do our next Q and A recording yeah. as well. So just know that if we like don't get to it right away, it'll be on the next Q and A. Um, but yeah, sending your questions. No question is too small or too stupid. It could be really specific. It could be more broad. It could be something specifically um, for you. And in that case, maybe give a little bit of a background about like what you're doing and what's going on and what you might specifically need that answer for, because that'll give us a little context. But yeah, send in your questions because it helps us be able to provide information specific to what you're trying to accomplish in your journeys, whoever is listening. Yep. And I don't care if it's literally as simple as do you guys use lifting straps or like, you know, something like that. Like we'll talk about it. Yes. The answer is yes, we all do. (laughs) Or like, should I spend my, like, is it worth it to spend my money on this, you know, X, Y, or Z? Um, Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So keep keep them coming. We, I loved it. Zach, I don't know how you felt, but I'd love to do this again. Real. It doesn't even need to be like fitness or health related. I mean, we're not, I wouldn't want to do too much of non-health and fitness related, but it could just be a fun question as well. Yeah. Just a personal one to any of us. Mm -hmm. Zach's still single. I'm not fun or personable. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody make him fun and personable, please. (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right, guys. Thank you very much for those who did ask the questions. We really do appreciate it. We appreciate you listening. Hopefully you enjoyed the answers that we gave. Like I said, please reach out or send us uh, a DM with any other questions that you guys have. We'll try and do another episode soon like this. But for now, signing off. Love y'all. Bye. Yeah. As always, thank you so much for tuning in with us. For more free content and to stay in touch, be sure to give us a follow. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok, homerun underscore fit for Katie, Gavin underscore gelts for Gavin, and Z Chomicki for Zach. Also, feel free to email us with any questions or topics you'd like to hear on the pod at thebarbelleffectpod at gmail.com. We'll be sure to link all of this in the show notes for you as well. Lastly, if you like this episode, please leave a rating and review so others who can benefit from what we offer can find us. Until next week, keep moving, don't eat like an asshole, and fucking stay hydrated. Stay hydrated.